Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. An Erio's original. Each week, we decide who's to blame for a historical tragedy. And each week, you tell us if we got it right. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith, and this is The Aftermath. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning into this special holiday disaster episode. With us today, we have producer Clayton Early. Hello. And fact checker Chris Smith. Hi. Uh, or as a turkey would say, gobble, gobble. <laughs> <laughs> great, great. <laughs> Although I guess you wouldn't know what he's saying exactly if he's just said gobble no. gobble. Do you think that means hello in well, Turkey? Well, that's what sort of like has a um, aloha kind of mm. element to it, where it means a lot of things, I imagine. Mm. And whereas if you're for... Tone. Um, mm. Tone matters too. It could be like a gobble. gobble. Yeah. Mm. I'm pretty sure aloha only means hello and goodbye. It doesn't mean anything else. <laughs> and in, in Alaska, I believe they have 30 different words for snow. Is this is our true? fact checker, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. No, that's definitely not true. Oh, okay, <laughs> I'm excited that we're all here gathered today mm-hmm. because you know we're doing. Uh, I don't know. Good for the alarmy, I guess. We're giving back. Yes, I should say. giving thanks. We're <laughs> thankful. So this is our gift to you. We hope everyone is having a really good. Uh, Thanksgiving holiday. And as we know, it's it's hard sometimes to be with family during the holiday season, not just Thanksgiving, but, you know, we've got Christmas, Hanukkah, mm-hmm. Kwanzaa, all the things around the corner, New Year's. Yeah, there's a lot of gathering about to there's happen. There's a lot of gathering. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and with that comes what, Rebecca? Um, disasters, drama. Mm, uh, intrigue. Oscar Wilde said everything happens at a party. I think he said that. Or maybe it was Chekhov. I think it was Oscar Wilde, actually. Look that up, Chris. But anyway, I, I do when love people that. get together, I, I, I shit agree. goes down, Oscar basically. Wilde and I agree yes. that parties are a Petri dish for conflict. Truth. <laughs> and, oh, before we, get, we, we, we dive in to the alarmist disasters that we're going to be figuring out who's to blame. Uh, I, I want to remind everyone that it's that time of year again. This is the holiday season. And what better gift than the gift of a five-star review to the Alarmist podcast on Apple Podcasts? Um, as you know, it's absolutely free. It only takes a minute and it will continue to give. Uh, it's a gift that ke- keeps on giving for generations to come. So please 
rate, review, subscribe. Clayton, can you read an example of a review uh, that one of our listeners could leave, you know? Yes, I, I certainly can. Yes. Um, this is from Kelly Bella, 1995. And they say, I literally tell everyone about this podcast because I am left with so many random facts to share. I've been fascinated with disasters forever. And as a fellow catastrophizer, shout out therapy. I adore this <laughs> podcast. It's almost like it helps me focus all of my anxious energy into the disaster being presented. But then I feel better afterwards, question mark. And I learned, question mark. Amazing. I hope this podcast never ends because I will be listening to it forever. Would love you to cover the 1985 Nevado del Ruiz explosion in Colombia that killed 20,000 people. What? As my parents are Colombian and talk about it a lot. Love wow. We got to put that on the, please yes, Clayton, put it on the board, insane. on the list. On um, the list immediately. And perfect use of question marks, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It gives a lot of personality <laughs> to that, you know, review. You kind of get well, a sense of Cali Bella. Thank you, Calabella. Um, and uh, maybe that inspired you to leave your own review that we can possibly read on a another episode. Mm -hmm. Now let's dive in, shall we? Mm -hmm. Okay. Shall we, turkeys? Gobble, gobble. Let's do First up. Gobble, gobble. <laughs> gobble, gobble. And that actually, I'm using that to mean I'm not ready quite yet. Oh, I need another, oh. another few seconds. Are you, I, are you still looking up I Oscar Wilde's I haven't Wild's been able quote? to find this quote? quote by Oscar Wilde or Chekhov, but maybe it'll be an ongoing thing during the podcast today of whether or not I've... Uh, Did you make it up? It's possible. Yeah, maybe fact checker Chris said it. <laughs> it's possible. It does feel like an Oscar Wilde quote, quote but who knows. So Clayton, can you hit us with the, the vo vo first voicemail? from The Alarmist. Hi, this message is for The Alarmist. Um, my name is Julia, and um, The Alarmist Pod is asking for family feud stories for the holidays. And my family feud did not happen over the holidays, but I would love to give my family a present of this feud getting put to rest. So there are two warring sides in my family. Um, on a family vacation, um, somehow it came up whether or not the apple is, uh, the stem is part of the apple, and half of my family believes that the stem is part of the apple. The other half of my family believes that it is not, and this, wow. whenever this topic gets brought up to this day, 20 years later, um, there are a lot of emotions and a lot of tears, so I would like the alarmist. <laughs> Um, to decide whether or not the stem is part of the apple. Thank you. <laughs> oh my okay. goodness! Hey, this is a lot of pressure. This, this is, is way a lot of pressure. This to. is less of We're an break a scenario. Okay. Yeah, this is less of a scenario and more of like I know where I stand. Help fix my family. Yeah, that's true. Right? Which we're happy to do either. <laughs> um, but. We usually just ring the bell at the alarmist. We don't answer it with like full gear on, ready to put the fire out. You know uh -huh. what I mean? But I can't, the, I mean, I don't want any tears in her family. So I feel like we need to no. rally and figure this out for them. Yes. Yeah. I, we should put, yeah, put it to rest so that they can all get some peace. It seems like they're in really like disarray over yeah. there for years. Yeah. 20 years, she said. Yeah, 20 years. <laughs> they cannot enjoy a turkey dinner. This, Thank God we're here. Um, what are your guys' instincts on this question? Okay. Because I know where I stand immediately. I, immediately? Yeah. Immediately? I believe... <laughs> I'm just taking a hard stance right away. <laughs> I believe that the stem is not part of the apple. I'm with you. What about you, Clay? <laughs> I tend to agree, and this is why I'm oh thinking goodness. about it. Wow! This is why I'm thinking Three. about it. Oh, no. I feel bad for whoever's on the other side of this conversation. <laughs> well, this is where I could be wrong, too. But I'm thinking about like in a culinary perspective. If you are making an apple pie, for example, mm -hmm. in the directions, does it say mm -hmm. like it'll say remove the core? Mm -hmm. But does it also say remove the stem? Like is the assumption that the stem is always on the apple? Well, I guess one could also pose the question then because it, from a culinary pers perspective, you don't use the core. So right. is the core part part, part of, of the, the apple? apple well, the core is, I mean, yeah, that's the question. The core is inside the apple skin, right? But yes. the stem is just what's connecting 
in my idea, to me, the that's, fruit to yes, the tree. Yes, to me, that's so it's like a branch. branch. Yeah. Yes, I agree. I 100% agree. Um, look, I think that when you take out the stem, do you have what re- is what you remains an apple? And I believe that yes, it is still an apple if you remove the right. Stem. If you remove like you, the core, then you don't have an apple. I'm not well, sure you, you have, have an apple slices. But you can't have an apple Bites. without the you can't have the apple without the core, right? Like there just would be no apple because there's going to be a center to the apple. Mm-hmm. Yes. But you can have an apple. Well, now I'm because you have to have the tree to grow. I mean, that so is the tree part of the yeah. apple? Well, no, this no, is it. now this I don't want to get into a hot button issue here, but it's sort of like the umbilical cord, right? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. And, and it connects the tree to the apple. Uh huh. Um, but the umbilical cord isn't a part of the baby. <laughs> he doesn't. <laughs> well, it is. He or she doesn't use it as like a belt after they get out of the womb. <laughs> no, no, that's true. <laughs> right? That's true. So it's served its purpose, right? Whereas then the stem served its purpose to create the apple. Mm-hmm. However, it's no longer necessary. It's like those things when the rock, when it's like the, the rocket boosters, when a spaceship goes into outer space, you need the rocket boosters to get to outer space. Uh-huh. But once you're right. there, you drop them. And so they you, become, you right. don't think the rocket discard. boosters are part of the rocket? Wow, that's a great point. I actually <laughs> don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> See, I know. Well, I'm let's, sure all, if that's I, I bet case, you there's a lot our, of C's. I'm going to look up. I'm going to look up our <laughs> rocket boosters part of a rocket and then that maybe that'll help us. Well, our rocket boosters part of a space explore. Actually, yes. No, they're, they're part gonna of be. They're going to be They're part, part of the, the rocket. rocket. They just Yeah, they they're part of it. They just have to lose that dead weight once they're no longer functional. I guess it's a matter of when an apple becomes an apple because if you're just a little apple, baby apple and it's not ripe, um, you know, you you're still the stem is still very necessary. Because the stem uh-huh. is where it's getting all its nutrients. Again, but you always are going to pick, like, here, I'm just going to, for yes. example, I just Googled a, an apple pie recipe by, mm-hmm. you know, America's Martha Stewart. <laughs> Any stems in there? In the direction, it says over the top. <laughs> 12 Granny Smith apples peeled, cored, and sliced. Nowhere does it say de-stemmed. Right. Because I think the assumption is there's not going to be a stem on these apples. Wow. Yes. Wow. So, well, just because it's common you know, uh, practice not to include the stem as part of the apple. I don't, I don't accept that as the hard and fast rule though, but I, I'm, I feel like we can talk about this all day. Well, I'm looking up if uh, about, uh, you know, the, the aspect of the rocket booster space shuttles, solid rocket. Booster. Don't, don't get sidetracked, but you're going to find out. Yes, it's okay. definitely a part yeah, of the yeah. rocket. Shuttle. But I think the, the, um, the stem again is different because it's not edible. Neither are mm. rocket boosters. No, but neither's a, a spaceship. <laughs> it is an edible, but it is it, it it creates. But then, once an apple becomes an apple, and this is once an apple matures into applehood, it no longer needs the stem. And before that, I I would go as far as to say is it's not an apple yet. An unripe apple is not an apple yet, in my I guess by my definition. Um, but I I, I think your umbilical cord metaphor. Could get dangerous here in in today's uh, (laughs) today's environment. Okay, you know, all of that aside, it it's what grows the helps the apple grow. But once it's like you said, fully matured or Mm -hmm. or it's uh, ripe, Mm -hmm. ready to be plucked, you cut it off. Mm -hmm. It's ready to go. It's ready to go. I don't know. And now I now I'm second guessing myself. It's the connection between the tree and the fruit. Right. But it's not the fruit. No, that's right. That's it right. Seems, it feels a bit like chicken or egg to me. Like, can you, like, you got to have yeah, but the stem. That's true, Clayton. That's, and, you know, in the spirit of Thanksgiving, to the two sides of the family have to come together here and agree that there is no, there is just no right answer to that question. I disagree. You can go around I disagree. And- I think there is a right answer <laughs> you think to the right question. Answer? <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that the stem is not, not part, part of, of the, the apple. apple. Okay. Because to Clayton's point, again, you don't add it to a recipe. But it's it is commonly edible. known as, like if someone were to say, 
like, you know, what are the parts of the apple? And someone just say stem, you wouldn't be shocked. You'd be like, yeah, that's normal. Some would like to say the tree. You'd be like, well, no, the tree's not part of right. the apple. You know what? Stem, thought- though, could be part. Like, people are not going to be shocked to hear stem. But you guys are taking this from the from the perspective of the, to, according to a human, mm-hmm. right? A human. Uh, you want to ask an apple? Uses an apple as food. But an apple is not necessarily meant for human consumption, right? It, it can exist on its own. And it's meant to actually plant seeds to for, perpetuate the tree. So you guys are only, per, from the human perspective, yes, an apple. When you in, go to a grocery in, store. The essence of an apple. That's exactly. You don't see stems on apples. Uh, yes, you do. Really. Sometimes you do. Sometimes. But, but if you don't, you're not like, you're not like ooh, that's, that apple doesn't have but a again, stem. I'm not going to eat it. I'm not going to... But again, you're looking at it from the perspective of a human who eats apples. Uh huh. The it's tree the only perspective I can have. Well, no. I mean, we 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 are capable of oh, uh, oh, taking this from. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what, what about kind of... Cezanne's apples, the famous artist. Does he draw stems? <laughs> Do they on have his stems? Apples? I'm going to check. I'm going to check. <laughs> I think this is right, what let's we just leave be. it to Cezanne. <laughs> Google image search. Basket of apples. S A Y S A N. I'm sure they're I'm gonna they're gonna have stems because uh, it's way prettier. I'm not seeing a lot of stems. Mm. The stems are give the illusion of freshly plucked. Okay, I would a, say a according to Cezanne. Well, what about Adam and Eve? <laughs> No. Well, finish Cezanne. Cezanne, I'm not seeing a lot of stems. I'm not seeing a lot of stems. <laughs> <laughs> not that he's the decider. But... Well, we've got to punt this okay. to somebody because we're not coming down I one think, way or another. Look, we're running out of time here. We've already spent like 10 minutes I on know, this, this one. I know, this is a lot. <laughs> I see some stems on pears in some of his pictures, so okay. there's that. Well, but... we're not going to we're not talking about yeah, pears. Don't even we get even to the pears. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to call it. Oh. Yeah, I am. Oh, my God. <laughs> Apples. Stems are not part of apples. Let me say that again. <laughs> no, that, keep that. That was perfect. Apples. Stems are stems not, are part, not okay, part of fine, apples. Keep that. We got it. And so if you are part of um, the, you are, if you're in the side of the family that believes, believes that stems are apples, part of apples, then you're going to the alarmist jail. Wow. That was a quite <laughs> Listen, a leap though, you just made that. I would like to attend a seminar with presentations from both sides of the family Me because too. I feel like I could be swayed. Okay. Guards, hold hold up. Don't hold take off. them Don't just take yet. Them just yet. <laughs> <laughs> we're about to have a we're going to have a tri- for the first time and we're going to actually actually have a trial. <laughs> Yes. Um, where we are not the lawyers <laughs> no. or the judge. We're going to have an, uh, a, a re- there well, needs the to judge, be a retrial. Guess, yeah, there's there's a always retrial. a retrial. We always get a, a guest expert. There's always a retrial. Okay. Thank you so much for calling in. And we hope we helped your family feud. I, I sure hope that I'm there certain, are no more tears. I'm certain that we didn't. But <laughs> 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 Please let call us back. Let us know. Yes. How uh, your family took the news, and where you lie, please. Yes. Right. We, don't know. Know. we don't know. So, yeah, she might hopefully, we're still in, in your good graces. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we must move on. Here's another one, and this was written in. Yep. Some people are, you know, uh, voice shy. shy. Yeah, it's totally fine. Hi, alarmists. Okay. Hope all is well with you and yours. Okay, this might be too controversial, and I will most certainly come out of it badly, but I really, I'd really like to know what you think. So my brother and I were born and brought up in New York City. He moved to Pennsylvania and then Florida as an adult, and I moved to London. Me being in London is important. About 10 years after 9-11, we went to visit him for the holidays. We being me and my husband and two children, all of whom have English accents, being British as they are. All went well for a bit until 9-11 came up in a conversation. Mm. Being New Yorkers and having watched the towers go up as children, watching them come down was horrific. In a real way, the attacks felt personal, especially since our brother, our other brother worked in the area and no one could get in touch with him for hours afterwards. Yeah, that's, Ugh, that was, so that's scary. Mm. So we were talking and Jimmy said something about those cowards. Now, looking back on it, I should have let it go, but I didn't. So I say, 
people who get their suit, suits clean and polish their shoes before getting onto a plane that they know they will not get off of are bastards, but they're not cowards. I see my husband, two children, and one sister-in-law silently screaming, no. <laughs> my brother, who is a trial lawyer and thinks that he has a divine right to win every argument, goes ballistic and says, so you think that what they did was right? I say, of course I don't. I remind him about the part where I say they were bastards. The rest of the family is now staring at the table intently. This quickly morphs into how I can't really be American since I left the country, broke my parents' hearts, and kicked our grandparents, who all emigrated from Europe, in the teeth. My scathing response was basically along the lines of, just because you're my big brother, why do you think that you have always get to tell me what to think? And anyway, who died and made you king? I know, original. The rest of the visit was tense, very tense. He didn't sit next to me at dinner. He barely spoke to me unless he absolutely had to. He wouldn't make my favorite drink that only he knew how to make. He didn't give me the $5 I needed because I forgot about sales tax. <laughs> it was grim. And since we had come a very long way, we were going to be staying for quite a while. So what do you think? Who is to blame for ruining a family visit over the holidays? Okay, the answer is obviously both of us. So the real question is, who's more to blame? Take care, Eileen Riley Arms. So a lot to unpack here. It's a it's a difficult subject um, yes. to talk about and kind of like immerse your own family dynamics, mm -hmm. you know, like intertwine them. Right. Right. Yeah. Clearly, you know, it's like there has between... to be a separation between your family and then talking about this. Well, you're you're mm. clearly there's history here between her and her brother mm -hmm. um, and the other brother. And, you know, that's evident in the email. Um, and I'm sure this, you know, 9-11, uh, the events of and is just a proxy battle, you know, sort of between probably what's going on between you guys. Right. I also think if you are american and you uh had any you know you're, you're basically allowed to call the the people who uh did 9-11 anything you want right like, mm -hmm. um you get carte blanche for that um it's very personal yeah so i think we put eileen up on the board <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think she knows too. She said, obviously, she we're both to blame. I guess, you know, I think, I don't think Jimmy is as much to blame, I guess. Maybe he didn't hold on. Maybe he didn't let go, perhaps. Well, it, again, or it maybe they didn't communicate. Yeah, again, I think that there's something underneath the surface, right, between right. Irene and Jimmy. Jimmy has and to I go think, up on the board as well. Though. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I also think this happens a lot in the Alarmist, where words matter, right, yeah. and definitions mm -hmm. matter, mm -hmm. and something about the word cowards, you know, and Eileen's idea of it, as well as compared with Jimmy's idea of it, obviously um, differ in that way. I'm sure they can be on the same page about um, the events and how horrific they were, obviously. Yeah, put them both up on the board. Uh, what happened to the third brother? Maybe we put him up on there just for <laughs> symmetry. I don't know if the third brother deserves to go up on <laughs> <No>. the board. <laughs> Family, I would say... Um, they're not on the board, but they did give her the eyes, she said, saying, no, so. Yeah, like, don't do they it. They tried to, right, which kind of, I mean, you know, we're hearing it from the source. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Could we um, maybe perhaps put up on the board, like, an? Uh, I'm trying to figure out how to say this, but like separation, like a uh, mm. separated by an ocean. Sure. <laughs> You know, the there's yeah no I I mean you know what I mean it's yeah. like there, there's something about when when families are separated mm -hmm. I guess for a long time you know well things it sort of pressurizes every single social event right it's yeah. sort of it you the sort stakes of can, are so high well it's like when you're away from somebody for so long you have so many emotions and and feelings and stuff to work out with them and often it comes out in odd ways mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. or in in uncomfortable ways um, so maybe it's like issues that have been buried and may perhaps not discussed 
or talked about. How about just communication? Because I think you can also put the word coward, you know, and the discrepancy between, you know, ideas of what that word means in with sure. communication. And then if you sort of lop on that, they're living far apart from each other. And I want to put that, yes, distance too. Distance. I think that's, that's what I, big... I think that's what I meant. Also, oh, this is what I meant. Grudges. Like holding on to grudges. It feels uh-huh. like this isn't the first time. Right. There's history. Clearly that right. uh, they've spoken to each other in this way. And it's not really about the the no, you know the discussion a... of the uh, 9-11 events. Right. And it's more about how she feels like he gets to tell her what right how to i feel think. like we can mm-hmm. well and i feel like along those lines we could put up like um i don't know how to say this like a national identity you know there's because it seems like there's a conflict like well you left america so like you mm. know this didn't happen to you as much as it happened to me kind of right, sense right right, right. Mm-hmm. So it's almost That's like fair. i don't know how you say that but just like yeah like you ab- abandonment or something like you abandoned us and you weren't even here in this country when this happened um i was just thinking that you know some people tend to have like a real sense of pride with their national identity and or like sorrow with something that happened to their their nation or culture specifically right so i wonder if there is like a it's not nationalism like it's not that's not what i'm trying to say but like you think she's lost a little bit of that by living in the uk I don't in London. Know. I mean that that's the accusation. I don't know if that's right. I'm not saying that's true. Uh, yeah, that's I don't. Kind of like yeah, I don't know if that's true. No, based on the, I've ne- you know I've lived in this country for most of my life, but I still feel you know very right Puerto Rican. But if you went back to Puerto Rico and you were talking to a local about an issue and maybe you differed, they might be like, "Well, you don't understand. You don't live here anymore." Right. Like that could well, be part the, of the argument. That's the immigrant. Uh, you know, it's 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 hard. Yes, you, where you feel like you're not you're not enough. American, but you're not yes. enough Puerto Rican, so you're kind of stuck in the middle. This is some heavy. I must mm-hmm. say, this is some heavy, heavy shit we're getting into. Mm-hmm. Because, mm-hmm. You know, you start to think about, yeah, how how should I mean? In the Alarmist, we talk about this all the time. Where how should you or how could you? Uh, how, what is the appropriate way to respond emotionally to you know these events? A when they happen near you, or what about when they happen far from you? And and you know, I don't know that there's a right answer, but it's definitely that's, a cause for, it causes a lot of sort of friction and there are mm-hmm. a lot of ideas around yes. it. That's why I feel distance really encompasses that. Distance so, is a good yes. one. Unfortunately, we're running out of time here. Um, <laughs> but geez, Chris, we put up apple and you... stem. And- <laughs> I also put up, um, I think we were talking about this, but I didn't really put it on the board, but I put holiday expectations, which yes. I think circles back to like, just like, there's so much time away. You're gathered with family and everyone has right. an idea of what yeah. is going to happen or how it should go. And that doesn't yeah. always go that way. Right, mm-hmm, right, right. Mm-hmm. And I, I also want to put up uh, sibling relationships because siblings are the it, w- like the few people on this earth mm-hmm. who you can push Mm, in such true. a way that you would never push anyone else. <laughs> that's so sure, true. You know sure. exactly where their buttons are located. Yes, yeah. and you also have no shame or something. Yeah, right. Jimmy or did not make that drink for Eileen, and it really got her. <laughs> yes. He like refused to make else, her special drink. <laughs> anyone else, you would have made the drink for them <laughs> yeah. and just like, you know, rolled your eyes as you handed yeah. it to them. But yeah. <laughs> nope, not this one. Um, okay, so Chris, hit us with the board, please. Okay. Who's to blame for the Jimmy and Eileen controversy? Is it Eileen, Jimmy, (laughs) communication, distance, grudges, national identity, holiday expectations, or sibling relationships? Wow. Hard to um, cross anything off right off the bat. Yeah. Right? It's a tight board. Yeah. I think that we can uh, fold grudges into communication. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I think we can fold... Uh, either distance into national identity? Sure. 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 I think you can fold um, uh, communication into sibling relationships as well. And holiday expectations into sibling relationships. I think sibling relationships sort of, like that's the more, uh, that's the larger kind of elemental factor working Uh here and to me Mm. between these two. Specifically. Um, so, so specifically, maybe it's like the lack of sensitivity in sibling relationships when communicating. <laughs> mm. If we want to get specific here. Yeah, it could just be 
yeah, it's like not rivalry, but it's just like there's no limits. I guess. Okay, yeah. Well, going back, holiday expectations. Yeah, that's I think that's big. That's big distance. Again, I think it's less about what they were talking about and more about the the you know dynamics, the the family dynamics. I think exactly. I think Clayton nailed it at the end here. Or was it? Sorry, was it you, Rebecca? Sibling relationships. Um, Mm -hmm. I I just think it's just it it hits it right on the head here. Mm -hmm. And 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 look, let's be clear okay you know it's hard to talk about these things it's not easy for everybody to um, be able to communicate effectively yeah and i think particularly siblings with their propensity to you know bug each other they've known each other since forever right right so i think that's to me what what we need to put in the alarmist yeah so i think we can take yes go on clay i was just gonna say agree too because it's clear that they both agree like the fight that they're having is not that one thinks that they were good and the other thinks that they were bad they both agree that they were bad right but that speaks to the kind of the relationship dynamic you know like they're one's not uh, one's upset because they're not green in the like in the thinking about them in the way that they think they should be thought about right like you should have the same feelings and thoughts and words as i should and they both are battling over that versus (laughs) you know Black and white. Now, so yeah. In this particular case, though, I would say we send the sibling relationships to the alarmist jail, but I do think we give the big slap to Eileen for the particular issue, right? For making, for not letting it go, or for making a comment well, that they go on, or Jim, Jimmy saying those men are cowards clearly was no, no, it was Eileen who said that. Oh, oh, no, sorry, she sorry, took right, issue sorry, with the yes, word cowards. Yes, 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 I think him saying that was obviously an expression of anger and pain. I mean, mm-hmm. that that's mm-hmm. clear. Mm-hmm. And I think for Eileen not to pick up on that and to sort of pick at Jimmy yeah. for that, I think you know clearly there was something going on between them that she's sort of. No, you know the 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 sort of bossy nature of their know. relationship. We don't We're, know. We are people. so deep into these people. <laughs> See, but, that's why I say we just say communication. Then, okay, so we slap because, communication. I mean, Eileen and Jimmy. Here's the thing: both of them, yeah, or the root of the conversation, right? Without yeah. one, without the comment, and without the response, there would have been no argument. Mm-hmm. So, to me, it just comes down to like they're, you know, they. They're in agreement, but they had to talk it out. They yeah. didn't need to, but they decided to. And so yeah. therefore, like the communication. It was wonky. Wonky. Yeah. Wonky so just avoid that. Okay. Avoid those subjects yes. on holidays. Yes. <laughs> Unless you have the time and space to really put a you know a bottle just of Jim Beam on the table no, and just, just hash don't. it out. <laughs> I don't think it's <laughs> my, worth it. Me and my it. family do sometimes. <laughs> I would just say schedule a different meeting for that. Don't yeah. do that at Thanksgiving. <laughs> that's you know? true, like schedule yeah. a... No, that's a good point. And I would also say don't drink don't drink and communicate <laughs> during difficult subjects. Sometimes it's the only way, honey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So, okay, I'm going to call it wonky communications. You're getting the big slap. Sibling relationships. You're going to the alarmist jail. <laughs> 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Okay, so we have another one, and this is probably going to be our last one because we just don't have enough time. Now, this is coming in from Ale Adan, and Ale says, Hello, alarmist. I hope you find my story alarmist-worthy and can finally figure out who's to blame. All the love from Mexico City. P.S. I've been trying to review the podcast forever, and it won't let me because I have no Apple ID or uh, Apple Podcasts, and I listen to you guys on Spotify. Stay alarmed. Ale Adan. Okay, this is titled The Christmas Tree Annihilation. Here's what you need to know. On December 2006, my grandma had set, like all years prior, her lavish seven-foot Christmas tree with various expensive glass and Swarovski vintage ornaments. She was proud of her collection and loved bragging her opulence to her grandma rivals and neighbors. That December, my brother, whom had previously had an extremely hard time walking because of illnesses as a baby, had just began walking all on his own at the ripe age of three. There was one other thing my grandma loved doing to show off, parading my brother and me in front of the grandma rivals. She was in the kitchen making a disgusting tuna salad, setting the <laughs> jello <laughs> and making cocktails. I was upstairs with my mom getting my hair into pigtails. My brother alone in the living room, all dolled up, admiring the Christmas tree, sitting crisscross on the floor, playing with his trucks and action figures, unsupervised, silent. David, my brother, was amazed by the beautiful glistening figurines when all of a sudden he got a beyond brilliant idea. He was going to play with the glistening angels. A scream and the sound of shattering glass shook the house. We all ran. My abuela got there first. Her screams alerted the ones of us who hadn't gotten to the crime scene yet. There stood little David shaking like a leaf, pale as a ghost, <laughs> with his little black shoes over what was left of the seven-foot Christmas tree mm -hmm. and a single little angel in his tiny, tiny fists. Fun facts, a.k.a. death stats. <laughs> <laughs> the tree was bought at a department store in 1997. <laughs> and it had more than 10 meters of Christmas lights wrapped around it to make it extra sparkly. All the cords were in the middle of the living room floor so each of the string lights could be plugged. David suffered no injuries from the fall, but he did receive a spanking for knocking over the tree. He was traumatized and has never, was never compensated. <laughs> <laughs> All the figurines were shattered except the one my brother had grabbed. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We were kicked out of the house and banned Whoa, no. for the remaining of the holidays. 2006 was the last year my grandma hosted and last time she ever set up a Christmas tree. She still brings up the incident. Yeah. Wow. Wow. This is this is almost going on. I mean, this is like 25 years plus. Yeah. By the wow. way, great job. Vivid language. I was I was like a, right. listening yes. to a Christmas story, <laughs> <laughs> like a real like Christmas tale. Um, so this feels like a traumatic event. It's definitely an event that grandma uh, Abuelita has really held on to for right. 25 yeah. years. She yeah. hasn't hosted. Don't I'm sure that. it hurts her because she... Now can't you know, you know, uh, compete with her grandma rivals? No, it she has no to be like a very important uh, <laughs> thing for her. Right. So why don't we start by putting up grandma up on the board? Okay. Mm -hmm. We okay. should put David for sure up on the board. Uh, grandma, uh, also parents for leaving an unsupervised yeah. David mm -hmm. by the tree. Parents, right? Um, I think we can put up um, pride. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, because there was talk of showing off your your pretty ornaments and stuff yes. to the grandma Swarovski, rivals. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a little bit of like, you know, competitive, you know, stuff going on there. It, it's as they say, pride cometh before the fall, right? Of the tree. Of right. the tree. <laughs> <laughs> if a pride falleth in the forest, that, doesn't, that wasn't <laughs> If a prideful tree full of crystals fell in the forest, would it still be beautiful? I don't care. If you, if a tree falls in a living room mm-hmm. and, and no nobody's there to see it, if a tree falls in the living room and it's not covered in crystals, would you care? <laughs> Good question. I think I still would. I guess <laughs> what a mess. <laughs> it's true. Pine needles are yeah problematic. Um, so okay, do we put? A- do we put up the holidays? Like, um, this is sort of what you were talking about as well, but it's like, you know, people get so competitive about decorating. Yeah. Right? But do you want to blame people's holiday spirit? Like, that oh, feels holiday sad spirit, to me. I guess. Um, but, I mean, I guess I, we I can put, put it, it on, the board. on the board. Holiday sure. spirit. Too much. <laughs> Too much. I guess you can go overboard with anything, right? Yeah. Now, yeah. here's another thing. Okay. Why are gl- ornaments made of glass? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shouldn't they be made out of something a little bit more durable? Yeah. Well, that's... Here, I'm going to push back on that. Okay. And this is why. Much more sustainable. Much more environmentally oh, yeah, friendly sure. to have grass than to have a bunch of plastic stuff nowadays that's just going to sit in a landfill. Because ultimately, all this decoration when you are dead and gone is going in the trash, right? Well, like, how about buy- here? I have, a, I have a few options, Clayton. What about feather ornaments? What about sure. wood ornaments? Great. Love what about those. ornaments made of human bone? Uh, specific, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying those won't green. break as That's easily. Green. <laughs> those won't break if, if they Agreed. Fall. I agree. Um, Maybe uh, like, I know fake flowers are also like not really sustainable, so that's not great. But paper, you know what? Paper mache. I got, I have. I want to add something to the board. This, and I don't know how to phrase it, so maybe you can help me. But if you're abuela, right, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and you love your crystal ornaments, and yeah. you know that like a three year old, your three year old grandchild is coming over for Christmas, who may be a bit mischievous or could even fall over because he's just learned to walk after they recovered, maybe you shouldn't put out the breakables yeah but then you get into like do you need to baby proof your home just That's, because someone else's baby is coming yeah or not. no but you have to if you don't baby proof your home then you can't be upset when That's baby true. breaks something and in you your can't home. bring it up yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i think we have to like i'm just leaning to like just in the interest of time skipping this thing and blaming nana i'm sorry Abu. <laughs> i think oh, Abu. Bella? yeah Oh no! Well, she was making or we bla- well. Here's the question: Up in the kitchen, kids she will was be distracted. kids. <laughs> are we are we deciding who's to blame for ruining the tree or ruining Grandma hosting Christmas? Well, I think we're we are deciding who's to blame for the falling of the tree. Mm. Which mm. I don't okay. know if we can blame that's, a three year old. Well, that's David. I mean, he's the one who did it. But yes, literally, but I don't yeah, think we can blame him. He's three years old. Well, then you can blame the parents for not supervising him. But, you know, that's problematic, too. We had when we talked about the kid who fell in the gorilla. It's like things happen in a split second. You can't watch them every second of the day. So you can't really vilify the parents. And maybe they thought that Abuela had her eyes on him. Sure. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, uh, we could probably put up like uh, communication uh, up as well up on the board, because if Mm. grandma didn't uh, tell the parents she wasn't watching if the parents. Yeah. You know, should have I maybe think, checked in to see someone if someone was watching him. Like capitalism on a regular alarmist board, I feel like communication can go on every holiday-related board. Mm. You know what I mean? It's always... Communication is the capitalism of families. <laughs> it's, it's true. Communication is the capitalism of families. Yeah. Well, it is capital. I mean, it is a form of currency. Like the communicator and the family, that's what sort of controls yeah. the levers. We can blame capitalism. Why? Why you got to have these fancy crystal yeah, ornaments? Yeah, that's capitalism. Oh, Showing off that, your wealth. Put that up on the board. Gladly. I get sad though. I wish I wish Abuela would let it go. Yeah, me too. Um, no. You know, and but, and celebrate with the family. Yeah. But uh, what can you do? You can't. 
you can't force people to celebrate Christmas. You with can't you. have an ornate <laughs> Christmas tree and a loving family at the same time. You need to no. pick just one or the other. You need to pick one or the other. <laughs> and Nana yeah. knows where she stands. Abu, yeah. Abuela knows yeah, where she stands clearly. in that conversation. Okay. You know, I you know what I think you could blame it on. So it's not um, necessarily Grandma, but or David is um, having like how do I say this? Bru- going along with the flow like being able to roll with the punches Mm. you know like with these holiday things you may have an idea of what's gonna happen and what you'd like to happen but then some like a you know something unexpected comes your way you gotta just learn to roll with it it. and if you don't then you're creating the tension that everyone was dreading in the first place Mm, not being adaptive it's it's like it's like unadapted like not Mm. being a team player Mm. yes not being a team player. That brought the Christmas tree down. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We have to, uh, we have we're to start out of knocking time. things off. Chris, hit us with the list. Who's to blame for the great... 2006 Christmas, Christmas tree no, fall. Ni- <laughs> no, it was 1990. Oh, December oh, no, 2006. Yeah. Yes. It was bought in 97. Oh, 2006 oh. is oh, when the tree fell. Gotcha. Sorry. I'm glad yes. we got that timeline right. Who's to blame <laughs> for the tree falling in 2006? Is it Grandma David? Not being a team player, parents, pride, holiday spirit, communication, or capitalism. So right off the bat, we can take the three-year-old off the board, I think. <laughs> okay. You can't blame a three-year-old. Fine. Yeah. I mean, he, he doesn't things. know what he's doing. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's true. And uh, she, there, there's evidence here that he didn't walk f- uh, for a while. So he was not even good at walking. Right, right. You know, right. He was getting better at walking at the time. So David's off the board. Okay. I don't think you can blame the parents. No, I don't think so either. I think we take that off the board. Yeah. I also, I don't think it's grandma's fault. Mm. Okay. I don't I, think it's grandma's you know, fault either. She put either. up a tree. She loves her, her tree, whatever she, maybe she's a little prideful. Um, she likes to, maybe she's a little competitive, right? Yep. When it comes to ho- the holidays. I'm gonna, I'm but gonna- that's. I'm going to throw something out there as you're knocking off grandma. Okay. I think grandma pride, which is a term I just came up with. I like grandma pride. Grandma pride is a very powerful force. It is. It's, a very, it's actually a it's, very powerful force. Everyone, it can be very toxic. It can be very toxic. It's dangerous. It's different from regular pride. Yes. Yeah, it is different. That's a good call. Yeah. I think we should at least slap it. Yeah. We well, let's take regular pride off, I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah and I agree. Have it be grandma pride. Holiday spirit. Okay. No. I, I don't blame that. I, I can't I don't think we can blame that. Communication. No. Yes, I do think we can blame, but I think we can take capitalism off the board for this one because communication trumps it. Yeah. Don't you yeah, think? Agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're left with not being a team player, grandma pride, and communication. So here's where I'm leaning towards. I'm leaning towards sending Grandma Pride to the alarmist <laughs> jail and slapping not being a team player. What do you I think? I'm a hundred percent on board. <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking about you know how proud I make my own grandma, and I'm feeling like you know I don't really love you know taking that away from her or from me. So, the, do you think we should send <laughs> communication to the alarmist jail then? No, no. I think because I think it, in it, this case, I, in the well, case of I the tree falling over. It, it, communication is what led to no one watching David. Right. Right. But I think in this case, in the case of the the tree falling over and the subsequent fallout within the family, I think Grandma Pride is to blame. Yeah. And and that also f- stems out of, I don't know, Grandma, but maybe she feels like no one was well, upset enough about mm. it or or maybe what happened afterwards possibly you know people possibly. didn't react possibly with, Reeves. with the the gravitas she wanted gotcha. them to gotcha that's again source of pride so Reeves, i have a question how do you yeah. say grandma pride in spanish what's the word for pride orgullo orgullo yes de la abuela <laughs> The pride of grandma? Yes. Yeah. El orgullo de la abuela. <laughs> Which is going to be the name of our boat, by the way. Once we... <laughs> 
Once we save up enough money. (laughs) 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 Okay. Okay. I'm going to call it. Not being a team player, you're getting the big slap. El orgullo de la abuela. You're going to the alarmist jail. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was so fun. Thank you to everyone who wrote in and called in and shared their family feuds with us. You know, it's personal and you guys put yourself out there, but it was also so fun. Really fun. (laughs) Sorry for your troubles, but thank you for sharing them. And you know what? You're not alone out there. Every family has feuds. Correct. So it's just which one is yours, really. Right. And how do you roll with it? Be a team player. That's Don't right. have grandma we learned, pride. We learned a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Why, careful with that with those sibling relationships. Right. Maybe take a walk. It's your, you just ate dinner. Let's just walk it off outside, yes. right? And remember that communication is key in your family. And most of all, remember... That a stem is not part of now. <laughs> oh, them's fighting words. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. We hope everyone has a, a happy Thanksgiving. And stay tuned because next week we're going to be discussing the Enron scandal. Erios. Powered by A Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rustoleum's new Custom Spray 5 in 1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from rust This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.